Hey, welcome to Sportsbook Club. I'm Rich with Matt. We are trying to figure out um, the uh, golf tournament this weekend, a little baseball. It's got so close last night with a nine-game hockey parlay. We won eight of nine, but that uh, gets you nothing. Right, Matt? Yes. Yep, unfortunately. And that's depending on how it's set up, again, that's why we like to try and do things where there's the the hedge bet is the late game, so they offer you some kind of cash out, but it just didn't set up that way. Mm-hmm. Didn't. And I got, I got lucky with overtime. the – I had a six-leg baseball one, you know, the same thing, where it was either a, you know, no hedge capability, but I did win, so that's a good thing. I probably could have hedged, but I was asleep by then, <laughs> which really annoys me. Well, it's everyone needs rest. It's tough. It's yes. tough to be, uh, you know, hundred percent focused gamblers. You say we are people with day jobs, just kind of doing this for fun. So. True. What do you got today? Um, NBA play-in games. I really enjoyed yesterday's games. I, I thought I I love the idea what the NBA is doing, where the seven and eight seeds get to play, and then they get a day off while the nine and 10 seeds play and then have to go basically on a back, back to back to make the playoffs. And so this is, I realize this is not the playoffs, just the play in, but I, I kind of dig the format. And so the format is, is basically seven, 10, eight, nine, and then they play. It's, it's seven, seven plays eight and eight yep. play, and nine plays 10. Mm-hmm. So if seven, when seven beats eight, which is what happened yesterday, mm-hmm. they're in. Yep. Welcome to the playoffs. You know, go mm-hmm. go go play the number two seed. Thanks for coming. Then the loser of the seven eight game plays the winner of the nine ten game. I see. So that whoever loses the nine ten game is out. The winner of nine plays the loser of seven eight, and then that becomes the eight seed. Whatever the winner of that game is. Well, that makes that just makes a little more drama. Yeah, right. And it, but I love the fact that at least the higher seeds get a day of rest, and it does set up where you're probably going to be seeing less of the. Uh, I can't remember who the number eight seed Denver Nuggets beat many moons ago with the the Kemby team. They beat Seattle. There you go. But yeah, the Sean Kemp Sonics. Is that yep. what that was? Yeah. And uh, just because of the rest issues that they're, you know, the extra games and, and lack of rest that they're going to have, but it's still fun to watch. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, both games, I had Cleveland to cover yesterday, which was wonderful. And I didn't bet on the the other game, uh, the Clippers and T-Wolves, other than I think I had the same game parlay that was a loser. But the interesting part of that is both games were under. So to me, it's kind of that that playoff basketball thing where these games tend to be a little bit tighter and teams play a little bit tighter. And I know Charlotte doesn't play much in the way of uh, defense. However, their under is up there at like 235, I think, mm-hmm. which I like. And I would probably do the under on the other game too, just for fun. So I'm going to do a, a two-leg parlay for the under for tonight. Oh, interesting. So it's it's still it's not huge like plus two something, but I'm going to give it a whirl. Small speaking stuff, of, small bet. Yeah, speaking of plus two something, um, the there's only three hockey games tonight, so we can't swing for the fences like we have been. 
and uh, I've been exhibiting warning track power in that case. Mm -hmm. um, but tonight, I'd take the Blue Jackets, the Rangers, and the Avalanche. I know it's chalk, but it's three games, and you'll get plus 218 out of it. Yep, not too shabby. Sometimes hockey goes chalk. Those big eight well, and nine team parlays, though, never happen. So you have to figure out which of the, which of the underdogs will play well enough to win. Well, that's it's kind of one of the things. Like I like having these separate parlays. Like you know, here's an NBA parlay. It's plus. Let's say it's the same. It's plus two eighteen hypothetically. Here's mm -hmm. our hockey parlay. That's plus two eighteen. Uh, if you wanted to, I would bet. I'm going to bet each of those games individually to be under and the parlay. Uh, but you could also combine these parlays, and I, I would have to imagine that would put you up significantly higher. Uh, as a group, let's take a look real quick while we're discussing things to see what happens yeah. if I do that. All right, so taking Blue Jackets, Rangers. Well, that up, I'm going to mention uh, the golf uh, special that they have on DraftKings. Dustin Johnson, Shane Lowry, Daniel Berger, and Joaquin Neiman all to make the cut is – Plus 140, but it'll boost up to plus 175, and I'm a big fan of that bet, so I will be taking that mm -hmm. at the RBC Heritage. I think yes. all four of those guys are playing well. I mean, actually, the one guy who I'm most worried about in all of this is DJ. Yeah. But um, I think he's got enough talent to, to at least make the cut. Um, looking at uh, that parlay coming back real quick, Five-leg parlay, your three hockey games and the two unders. Mm -hmm. A quick plus 10.59 if you need it. Oh. So just something to think about. Uh, for the golf, too, looking at this, we were looking it up. Three-time winner, Stuart Sink, is, I believe, has some pretty significant odds. He's got to be, like, what, plus 8,000? And I know that back-to-back -back winners, you know, he won last year, back-to-back -back winners – Common, no, but the guy has a history of good performance at this tournament. I think I put a little money down. 13,000. There you go. Uh, so last year's winner, last year's winner and a three-time winner of this tournament is plus is 13,000. I'd take a look at that. Yeah. Might as well, right? Right. Had to hold him one in the Masters. I mean, he can't yeah, I was going to say, he's not playing that poorly. Other than that, I'm trying to think. Look, Brandon Grace is a former winner of this tournament. Uh, not too long ago, and he's got to have some long odds. I'm showing him plus ten thousand on FanDuel. I think um, 2019 winner CT Pan is a plus ten thousand on FanDuel. I mean, those kind of things interest me. Is like you know people that obviously can play this course well and have played it well. They want to give me those kind of odds. You got to put something on it. See on uh, DraftKings, you're getting eighteen thousand on CT Pan. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean come on what are we talking about here it's that's it's, it's those are i love your idea of saying putting money down for it to win 100 bucks mm -hmm. but for people that we know play well in these courses you, you, we're gonna have to well that's oh, yeah. interesting the odds on uh, uh fanduel are way less like normally it'd been higher than DraftKings. they are way less this time uh five-time runner-up luke donald is, is showing up at fourteen thousand. am i on fanduel I didn't see Luke Donald anywhere on here. Well, yeah, five-time runner-up in this tournament. So, 
left. He's got a chip on his shoulder going in. Right. Well, he certainly has some cash out possibilities. Brendan Grace, twenty five thousand. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to. You're going to. I'm going to DraftKings right now. I mean, Jim Furyk's got twenty one thousand. Do I want Brandon Grace or Jim Furyk? I mean, it's crazy. It, those are great odds. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I just bet fifty cents and he wins. I win one hundred twenty five. Yeah. Boom. Love stuff like that. Hank Lebiota plus thirty two thousand. I wonder what he's in DraftKings. Oh, there's Luke Donald. There's thirty thousand. Oh Donald's my goodness. Thirty thousand. It's another fifty center. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Wait, Bill Haas, by the way, I'm throwing a plus forty thousand. What the heck happened to Bill Haas? That guy won a FedEx Cup, and now he's just gone. Did he get hurt? Fifty thousand on DraftKings. I don't really know. Sometimes something creeps into the swing, and and they're never the same until they work it out. Oh, Davis Love is in the field. There we go. Five time winner Davis Love of the RBC is in there. He might win. Where is he? <laughs> they he's, he's, he's at the bottom. Yeah, he's plus fifty thousand on fans. However, okay, but what about? Um, I do not see DL three anywhere in here. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, showing him plus fifty thousand. He's plus fifty thousand, but he's also plus four thousand to finish in the top ten. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Luke Donald top 10. I still don't think he's finishing top 10, not with the field they have. Let's see. Russell Knox is a former runner-up here in the not-too-distant past, which is a good thing. We like Russell Knox. He's about plus 10,000. Yeah. So, anyway, the point being, there are some value bets in there. and There are some value bets. Anything you like in baseball? Um... Yeah, see, the problem is by the time this thing gets posted, you really have to – we're talking about tomorrow's baseball games. But let's take a look at tonight's – we'll review and preview tonight's slate. Uh, Brewers over Orioles. Orioles are a rotten team. Brewers are a good team. Uh, Mariners-White Sox. I think the Mariners is an underdog with Robbie Ray pitching is an interesting – uh, may have an SGP with the Jays and the Yankees again. Yes, I will be doing that for sure. That's one of those things like that. We we have there's not been as much firepower in those games as I would think. I'm gonna start looking at over unders in baseball. That's too, because in so. baseball, good pitching beats good hitting early in the year. Yep. And we've got Garrett Cole pitching for the Yankees, but does he qualify as good pitching for the Yankees? I'm not sure. I mean, the Yankees think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're paying him a lot. Yeah, the Rays, yeah, 641 start for the Rays against the Athletics. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be interested in the Rays in that one. How yeah. the hell the Rays always have good teams? It's, I'm so impressed with them. Especially since they don't draw anything. Yeah, right. Well, did you, I don't know if you saw the president or the whoever it was. Someone in the Cincinnati Reds was basically, in a very casual way, threatened to move the team, uh, you know, if the fans didn't, you know, didn't start being nicer or some ridiculous comment like that. And it was like, I, I saw something like that. I, somebody uh, texted me that, and he's the president and CFO. Yep. Asked fans to consider whether maybe this is actually all their fault, but I couldn't figure out what he was referring to. <laughs> and what, what what is the this? See that that see that's what upsets me is you know. I'm a reasonably intelligent person. I can carry on a conversation, have fun, and 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 do a good job for my my 
family, my coworkers. How do people like this that clearly make so much more money than I do ever achieve these positions? How, how hard is it not to threaten the fans with moving the team mm-hmm. unnecessarily? It just, it is not hard. So please stop doing it. Well, I think he was talking about the fact that they suck and yes. And, and have a hard they're time not spending money on players to get them better. Yes. So yeah. what he's but basically it, saying is, well, if you guys show up, we'd have more money to spend on players. Well, but again, and I realized to say, okay, well, how come the Rays can do it? Well, it is hard to replicate what the Rays do, but the Rays do it pretty damn consistently and pretty darn well. So it is possible to field a functional Major League Baseball team in Cincinnati without all the revenue and the the cable uh, revenue that the Yankees and the Mets and the Dodgers and whoever else has. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, that's really... I think we're getting towards the end of the that that Monte Carlo Masters, which is clay court stuff. So, I think you're going to have clay court specialists and uh, for that to bet on, which might be interesting to take a look at. But uh, one thing I wanted to get before we we are done today was to talk about the article. I had already read it when you and Jeff started texting it back and forth too. That was on ESPN yesterday. Oh yeah, I, I would like to recommend that to the people. It was an article on ESPN about a, a guy named Todd Hodney that was a linebacker at Penn State in the 70s. Late 70s. Yeah, yeah, 78. I think it's 77, 78. Yeah. And just the the trail of destruction uh, that he left behind him, the lives that this this man impacted in a negative way, Including his own, obviously. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 title of the article kind of speaks for itself: the untold story of the most dangerous player in college football history. Yeah, he was he was a, a rapist, and <laughs> the uh, Rich commented earlier where we were kind of having a, a communicational bit. The level of detail that this reporter these reporters were able to get on the story the some of the shocking twists at least what i thought were twists by the end of it stunned me the display of empathy by one of the penn state football players after some of the terrible things that this todd hodney did were remarkable uh to have that kind of awareness and empathy and a a 19-year-old college athlete at that time, I think, is remarkable. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, there's some there's some good in the article. There's some horrific in the article, and I just thought it was really well done. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was one of the best articles I've read on a story I didn't I knew nothing about in a long time. Yes, that's a, a great way to put it. It's, I couldn't believe I'd never heard anything about this, and uh. After you read the article, you don't understand why, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I thought it was really interesting, because I don't want to get too far into it with too many details, but just needless to say, when you've got someone that is a serial offender, like he was, that is a lot of victims. And to see the wildly different ways that all of those victims processed what happened 
was also uh, eye-opening in mm-hmm. a way. So, oh, and the again, amount of cover-up that that it wasn't even an overt cover-up. It was just we're not going to talk about this in state college. Yes, allowed um, you know him to continue on. Yes. Yep. So that was just again. It, it's going to take a little time to read for everybody, but. And a non-gambling issue, I would highly recommend you take 20, 30 minutes and 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 learn learn something new and and maybe have your eyes open to you know what what you can you know what can be done and should be done in certain situations. Mm-hmm. I would agree. There you go. There's my heavy-handed uh, diatribe for the day. Well, all right. We will leave it off uh, with that. And then, um, we does will... that sound reasonable for a podcast? That does sound reasonable. I oh, hope yeah. I hope I just because from time to time there are things beyond gambling that are interesting. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that is one of those things. Agreed. So, all right. Well, I am going to uh, put in my parlays now. You've got me fired up. Excellent. I'm right on. I'm back to gambling. I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, good Very luck cool, tonight. Man. And you uh, too. And speaking to you in the morning. That's right. Right. All right. See you.